Talk Radio 96.7. We are in the Christmas spirit and ready to talk some sports in the Ozone. The Ozone tonight brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors, turning scrap metal into cash. And by Going 406, where you can swing for the fence. This is authoritative NORAD tracking Santa. He lifts off from the North Pole at exactly 4 a.m. tomorrow morning, our time, which is exactly 7 hours, 58 minutes, 15 seconds, Mark. Are you ready to talk some sports, <laughs> Coach Joe? Yes, and you can count on us to track uh, all the uh, pre pre Christmas activities uh, throughout uh, throughout the night as we get ready for the Christmas here in the Ozone. It's an Ozone Christmas tonight. Hey, Ark, I wasn't here last week, uh, and I wondered, if, did Ronnie bring it up, the fact that uh, uh, he was the head coach of his grandson's flag football team that went all the way to the championship? Actually, no, he did not. He didn't bring it up? No, he didn't bring it up. Oh, my goodness. I thought for sure that he would be, be all over that, talking about that, because it, it was a great time. He, he was kind enough to allow me to assist him in that. So I got to uh, uh, be Coach Joe more than— Yes, we went all the way to the Church League Super Bowl, and it was a lot of fun. You know, Robert's grandson is uh, 13 years old, and uh, it was that, that sort of a league, uh, and it was very competitive. But we had a terrific team, and uh, Ronnie— took care of all the offense, and he uh, let, let me do the defense, and uh, was really proud of the guys. They, they did a terrific job, and it was a lot of fun. And I thought it would be fun, you know, since Ronnie's on assignment in Tampa, and I think you guys know what that means. Uh, <laughs> Lots of drinking! <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And you might need to, the way the uh, game has gotten going so far. We'll uh, update you as necessary on that. But I, I believe that if you're listening to the show, then you're part of our audience that doesn't necessarily uh, care about the Gators, so we're not going to... We're going to give you uh, good programming on our own tonight. And I thought it would be a good time, especially in the Christmas season. It's about families. And what a great time to talk about youth sports. Uh, because, you know, I got my name, uh, Eric, Coach Joe, from Coaching Youth Sports. That's where it came from. And uh, it was nice to be part of another championship team. Oh, wow. but, but even more important, it was just a lot of, a lot of fun to do it again. Because I uh, hadn't done it a lot uh, recently. Uh, I, first time doing flag football, though. Didn't soccer before, done basketball, but the first time doing flag football, and, and it was really a lot of fun. And I thought we'd talk about that tonight and make it kind of a family show here. Um, in fact, uh, joining us for the first time in a while, of course, is the Secretary of Defense herself. Alex is in the house <laughs> and joining us here to talk. Now, Alex will give us the athletes, the young person who's played playing uh, youth sports point of view. And we also have Dr. Michael Ingrid joining us in the studio for the first time in a while. She can give us the health benefits about about youth sports. And we've got a couple of old friends joining us in a little bit. We get Jake Maloney from George Jenkins High School, who's uh, coached the uh, George Jenkins girls soccer team the last couple of seasons, and they're doing really terrific. And then longtime youth coach, and now the head coach uh, in the professional soccer league, the USL, with the Austin Bold, uh, Ryan Thompson's going to rejoin us tonight. Actually, he has some updates on on the situation in the USL and what what he's going to be doing going forward. And he has uh, some exciting things going on this coming week uh, down here in Tampa. Uh, so if you have a young person or you're, you're a young person interested in sports, this is going to be a fun show for you tonight. And we invite you to join us, 682-1430, 682-1430. You get to talk to Alex. How, how are you, Alex? I'm actually doing pretty good. I'm on my semester break from USF, so I really hope that the Gators win tonight because 
on principle, I am now required to root against UCF. Right, yes. So, yeah, Alex doesn't necessarily root for the Gators, but definitely if they're going to play UCF, she's all for them right now. And uh, so far, so good, but uh, it's a close game, so they're not... uh, uh, it's going to be a bit of a battle tonight uh, for them. But uh, you played sports uh, for years, uh, I did. soccer, and you played some other ones too. But soccer was the one you really fell in love with, huh? Yeah, that was the main sport. I think it was 14 years officially, still technically going on, but that was the main one always. And then in high school, that was all four years, so it took up all of my time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, to to reach. The high school level and to start uh, on a team, and you you won two district championships and were part of the regional finals team last year. You know, everybody who's playing regularly on the field on that team has put in a lot of hours. It's not something you can just you know uh, play from time to time anymore. It just doesn't work that way, does it? Oh, absolutely. You have to. I mean, for high school specifically, you have a practice every day after school, with the exception of maybe a couple of days, but even then, it's very rare in that case. So you're constantly working on it throughout the entire duration of a season. And then even for the, for, the, for the people that play in a club, they're playing even longer. So it's not even a break going the summer. It's constantly all throughout the year you're doing something if you want to get. I mean, on high school, yeah, you, you have to do it if you want to actually be decent at it. But you can also probably get away with it. But if you want to go anything above that, it's a much more you have to put a lot of work in. Well, certainly to succeed at a team like like Jenkins, and besides the practices and the club practices and, and, and that part of it, you also had to do a lot of work on your own with your with your own coach. Yeah, I would. Um, actually, well, you did say he was going to be on later. That'll be <laughs> cool. I haven't talked to him in a while. I did work with Ryan a lot for the last, uh, at least since I was in middle school, specifically for goalkeeping, and that was always a really good time with, Hank, with him and RTG. You know, Dr. McLean, uh, kids do have to spend a lot of hours playing sport. It's, it used to be they'd just go out and play whatever was in season, but nowadays it's so competitive and they got to specialize. What sort of risks can happen in something like that? Well, you know— uh, And welcome uh, back to the show, by the way. <laughs> Merry Christmas. The Merry Christmas to everyone. Uh, the, I think that the benefits of being involved in youth sports outweigh the risks or the downside, but there's always going to be a, you know, a, a, a give and take. One of the great things about youth sports is that they teach young people to be active, to be involved. And uh, act, that kind of active lifestyle makes for a healthier adult. Uh, adults who have uh, act, activities in their life or as things as simple as walking to being involved in in group sports or organized sports, uh, those are generally healthier adults. Yes, there is a lot of give and take over the time commitment that sports uh, asks. As Alex described, uh, the young athlete who's interested in soccer, who plays for a club as well as in the school system, can spend the better part of their year-round involved in an organized sport. So you have to find a balance there and and listen to the child and to the or to the young person and you know do they really enjoy this and of course also make sure that they're not overtired that their muscles aren't overly strained that they're not too fatigued by uh, the involvement in sports but um, his in, in American Society, I think youth sports has a very, very important role in helping young people develop in so many ways. We just have to 
be careful that we don't ask for too much, both physically and mentally. And also, uh, there's a lot of concern about safety, which is appropriate. You know, uh, it, it, sports carries risks of injury at any level, but um, it, it can be managed. And uh, I think that an awareness of, of, you know, the safe way to approach things is, is part of, uh, of, uh, of youth sports. And I, you'll find, I'm sure, in people like Jake, um, an interest and concern for the health and well-being of their of their students. Yeah, well, certainly uh, having the right uh, coaching is imperative. Yeah. Alex has had a lot of coaches over the years. Some uh, we'd rather not talk about, but two that we will want to talk about and talk to, including Jake Maloney, who's up next, and then Ryan Thompson a little bit later in the show. So we'll take a, our first break of the night right now and get Jake uh, ready, locked and loaded, and get ready to talk to him here in the Ozone. Coach Joe here with Alex and Dr. Michael Lean on a Christmas night in the Ozone. Hello, I'm Sam Silas, former UA star and NFL Pro Bowler. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. The Ozone with Ronnie O and Coach Joe coming your way every Thursday from 8 until 9 right here on Talk Radio 96.7. The Ozone brought to you by Going 406 and by Allied Scrap Processors. You know, this time in about 13 months ago, about 13 and a half months ago, early November 2020, George Jenkins' girls' soccer program was sinking like a stone. Half the girls had quit and the other half were about to, and uh, it was going nowhere fast. It got to the point where athletic director Justin Bailey had to take over the team, and one of the things he did was he brought in a young coach who's joining us here in the Ozone tonight, and uh, that coach turned that team into a district champion and a regional finalist and now has this year's George Jenkins team reclaiming its place among the top teams in Polk County, if not uh, all of Central Florida, and maybe soon to make a run for even bigger things. He is Jake Maloney, a, uh, head soccer coach for the girls at George Jenkins High School, joining us in the Ozone tonight. Hey, Coach, how are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm good, man. How are you doing? Uh, just terrific. Uh, I mean, the, you you took a group of very dispirited girls. I can say that because, you know, uh, Alex was part of that team, and, and I talked to her every night and, and basically had to talk her down out off the ledge over and over again. And, it, and you turned them into just a, a really special team uh, that accomplished great things last year, and, and you're continuing it this year. What would you say was the – when you first joined the team, what did you what did you observe? What did you see? Um. I definitely saw a lot of unorganized talent. So I remember I went to the first training session, and it was pretty much right about the time I got back, about early to late January. And I was there, and they actually had the JV and varsity practice together um, at the same time, which to other programs might not be as big a deal. But, I mean, you had Liz Beersley, who was a D1 commit, and a few girls that had not played soccer before, you know, all running in the same session. And I looked at it, and I was just sort of – I was confused, um, and then when I learned more about the situation, it was um, understandable, to say the least. But um, I, I just asked. I remember we went to the next game. I think it was at Auburndale, and um, I was kind of just, you know, poking my head in just to see how far I could take um, my presence there without, you know, being overbearing to the people that are already there. Um, and then basically after that game, I said, hey, Coach Bailey, you mind if we run a session? And he goes, yeah, go ahead. And, and that was pretty much it. What what did you um, what was the first thing you did when you started running things? Um, I had really really high intensity training. I mean, these, these girls haven't had accountability for the last 
you know, it seems like three years because, I mean, they've had so much turnover, and I'm not really sure who it was before. Um, I think it was Coach Coach Cool was right before me. Whoever it was, I know yeah, they've had a, a bunch of turnover in the last couple of years. So, I mean, I just wanted to let them know that I, I kind of knew um, a little bit about soccer and was passionate about it and that um, I cared about them getting better, and I wanted to be there. It wasn't just like a side gig for me. So I, I think that that first training session we had was very – I was very hands-on. Um, it required a lot of listening, a lot of um, discipline, um, and just having fun, too. I mean, I think that a lot of them lost the joy for the game that I tried to, to bring back a little because, I mean, like I said, they're a very, very talented team, and I think they've been mishandled the past few years. Well, they definitely had several coaches. Uh, you mentioned Coach Cool. Coach Cortez was prior to that. Coach Cool only didn't even make it to the start of the season, uh, and uh, that was less said about that, the better, I suppose. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's true. Uh, the, the I know this about watching Alex all these years, is how hard the kids who get to, the, to that level at the high school, how hard they worked, uh, not just during season, but off-season as well, and really all the time on their individual games and in their with their clubs and such. And um, it, it doesn't seem, as, and maybe this is different depending on the age, but it, it always seemed to me when, it, with youth coaching is it's really more about uh, developing their confidence rather than uh, treating them like hardened pros or, or beating up on them because, you know, you want them to not be afraid of making mistakes. Uh, did, what have you found uh, now as, you, as you've coached uh, this particular team in, in terms well, that- of— that yeah right well what you said what you said is a hundred percent true i mean coaching confidence is is more than half of it in my opinion because a lot of these girls especially coming to high school soccer i mean they play club so i mean their club team is responsible for them you know uh developing individually as a player and getting experience at you know the highest levels traveling and all that um and high school is much different i mean it, as long as they're having fun and their confidence is up um they they will do anything as long as they, they believe um, the man behind the action. And I, I don't like micromanaging. Um, but, yeah, like you said, if their confidence is down, they're just not going to perform no matter uh, what kind of coach you are, no matter what environment you're in. I mean, that was uh, something that I struggled with a lot, you know, going forward in my career a little bit. I mean, my confidence was just robbed. And, I mean, it you know, it's different coaches have different styles, and I'm sure that some players responded differently to that sort of coaching. But, I certainly didn't, um, and confidence. They have confidence, and they know that they can go out there and make as many mistakes as they want as long as they're working hard and trying to correct those mistakes. And, I mean, I, I just don't feel like you can go wrong as a player. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your journey, how you how you ended up at George Jenkins. Oh, very strange. So I went to Lake and Christian um, sort of against my will. I really wanted to go to <laughs> George Jenkins, honestly. I wanted to be an Eagle, um, but my older brother had went there in like 2000, I think he started in 2007 or eight, something like that. Um, he didn't do very well there just in terms of grades. And so my grandparents um, basically were like, hey, we don't want him sending to George Jenkins. You know, they thought it had a bad reputation. And of course, it wasn't my brother's fault that he wasn't doing well in school. So he sent him to LCS and then we all kind of migrated there under my grandparents' eye. Um, and they paid for the whole thing, which is great looking back at it now. Like, yeah, I'd I feel like I would have done just as fine without as much, uh, without much of a thumb on me. But my brothers, I don't know if they'd handle it the same way. So it was a blessing for them. But I went to LCS basically sixth, sixth grade to senior year. Um, got recruited to play at um, Division two school. Played soccer there at Lee University in Cleveland, Tennessee. 
graduated there in 2018. And then from 2018 on, I moved back and forth from Lakeland to Tennessee, I think three times. Um, it was very strange in the, in the span of uh, three years here. Um, I went back to Lee after I graduated um, just to take care of my grandmother uh, while I was in my master's program. Um, and then I moved back because I, uh, that wasn't working out there. Then I moved back there to try to pursue a job in teaching, but licensures don't really work the same in Florida as they do in Tennessee and all around the world for some reason. So sent me back to Lakeland. And I remember I had COVID about a year ago this week. Honestly, I was laying in my bed and I had COVID. It was brutal. I was supposed to be in a wedding and I, I was, I got COVID the night before the rehearsal dinner. So I'm sitting there watching this, uh, this wedding online, and my dad called me and said, hey, man, there's a position opened up for uh, the girls' coach at Jenkins. I mean, he, uh, the coach got fired. I was like, okay. So I talked to Bailey on the phone, Coach Bailey. Um, and he's like, yeah, we'd love to have you out. And I remember the first practice, he just goes, hey, y'all, this is Jake. He's here to help out. And that was it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I just kind of have to <laughs> see, what, uh, see what's going on here. But it worked out great. I'm, I'm super blessed to be in my position. And Coach Bailey has done so much for me that he doesn't get the recognition for. He got me a job. Um, he gave me this coaching position um, against, you know, I don't know if you know what happened with um, the other coach that wanted the position, but it, the odds weren't really in my favor. Um, so, I mean, he really blessed me with an opportunity and given me everything I need to be successful, which I can't thank him more for. What was your position when you played? I played center mid, uh, attacking mid, and I really wasn't – fast enough or big enough to do anything else honestly like i i had pretty good i had pretty good foot skills and vision so i mean wasn't a whole lot of center back in me or jumping six feet in the air like my little brother can but that's kind of where i landed well one of the things that has made jenkins so much better especially this year they're really playing well and playing uh, really great against all the good teams in the area is the defense you really got them super organized uh did you switch uh, the tactics at all from last year it, oh, it's so strange because, I mean, we lost Lexi McKenzie, and um, she was a very solid player. Um, and I, to my surprise, this girl, Sammy, came out, and I had no idea she was coming. Um, and I remember I saw Sammy at Trout, and I thought she was a center mid, and she, that's where she plays. And she was so fast and organized and just, just technically great. Um, and the way it was working, I had the, the back set up. I tried three in the back of preseason. Um and I did a lot of different things in preseason, but nothing was really working. So I was like, you know what, let's go to what we did last year. We'll play th uh, four in the back, triangle in the middle, and then three up front um, and kind of see how it goes. And Sammy has done great back there. She's done awesome. And we don't, we didn't lose Devin or Zoo, and, and they're just athletic. Devin's very, very technical. Zoo is extremely athletic. Um, and then sort of Ashley really, really wanted to play center midfield and forward and all that. Um, but – the Kenna's fitness and Erica's fitness and whoever else in the middle, I think just their fitness level, they can go box to box and be fine. And that's really what you need in that position. Like I think Ashley's creatively, she's amazing going forward. Um, but in, in, compared to last year, we really didn't um, change too much. We just had Ashley back there. I said, Hey, we'll play a flat four. If you need to go up and make plays happen, you go ahead and do it. And sometimes they'll play like a sweeper stopper kind of deal where there's Sammy sitting deep, Devin on the left, Zoo in the back, and then uh, Ashley kind of right in front of them. So I mean, she does great in that position. So honestly, it looks like three in the back at some points, but 
I mean, they just work really, really, really hard, and they make me look really good as a coach. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, yeah, yeah. Well, you've done a terrific job, uh, Jake, and we really appreciate it. And hey, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, we've got uh, Ryan Thompson coming up after the break. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's a longtime goalkeeper and coach in the area. Uh, you're yeah. welcome. You're welcome to stay on the line and listen in and uh, contribute if you'd like. And uh, uh, we we really appreciate your time working with the George Jenkins program and also being with us tonight. And uh, no matter what, uh, Jake, uh, good luck the rest of the season uh, and have a very Merry Christmas. Uh, you too, Joe. Thank you. Hey, thanks. That's Coach Jake Maloney, George Jenkins High School Girls Soccer Coach, the 13th ranked team in District 6A in the state of Florida right now, uh, joining us. And coming up after Kim Commando in the Fox Business Brief, we've got Ryan Thompson to join us as we're doing a Christmas show here in the Ozone with Coach Joe. Alex and Dr. Michaeline on Talk Radio 96.7. WLKF. You are in the Ozone. Talk Radio 96.7, talking sports with Ronnie O and Coach Joe. The Ozone brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors, turning scrap metal into cash. And by Going 406, letting you swing for the fence. Ronnie O on assignment in the house, Coach Joe. We got the rest of the Ozone family here, though. Eric, of course, Coach Joe here. Alex has joined us, first time in a long time. Dr. Michaeline back here with us, uh, and it, it's Christmas time. And another member of the family. He, we haven't talked to him in a long time because he's been off in Texas, but he's really a big, big part of sports here in Florida. Is uh, part of the University of Tampa and also the Tampa Bay Rowdies. He is the first Jamaican to ever play in the Champions League and a longtime goalkeeper for the Jamaican national team, including a team that beat the USA in the Gold Cup, and, of course, longtime coach at USF as well. Then he's become player coach and now head coach at the Austin Bold. Alex, who am I talking about? You are talking about Ryan Thompson, <laughs> the greatest coach ever. The greatest coach uh, ever. Yeah, he might be. He might be. Is that? Uh, you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to contradict us about that, Ryan. We just we're just happy you're here in the Ozone again. It's been a long uh, time. How you been, man? <laughs> uh, again, first and foremost, thank you, thank you. That introduction, <laughs> it, it made my heart, you know, it gets really, really warm and put a smile on it. And just to hear Alex on the line as well. Ooh, thank you. Thank you. you know, much love, much respect. And it's always a pleasure to join you here to talk soccer, talk life, and, and just continue to add value to, to life in general. You know? So thank you. How are you doing? Oh, we're doing really well. We were Just uh, before you came on, we had Alex's uh, high school soccer coach, Jake Maloney. We, we were talking with him, and, you know, the, they had great success in the last couple of seasons, uh, including Alex's senior year, where they went all the way to the regional final. But, you know, uh, Ryan, uh, Alex doesn't, doesn't even come anywhere close to being uh, part of that high school team, except for uh, the work and the things that she learned from you. And you were such a great youth coach, and we've been talking about that tonight. And, you know, when, what, you know, there's so many bad youth coaches, and, and you know, you do it the right way. And, and where did you learn that? And, and kind of give us a, a feeling about your philosophy on coaching young people. Yeah, I, I think it, it stemmed back from when I was a youth myself, you know, getting introduced to soccer. Um, didn't know much about goalkeeping and, you know, wanting to be a part of a team, wanting to learn and grow. And I realized a lot of the coaches there, you know, the, the approach that they took, it wasn't something that connected with me, you know. So it was very difficult for me to to be in an environment and get better until I met a coach by the name of Ludlow Bernard and Paul Campbell. And both of them, you know, 
made sure that that social connection was there. It made certain that, hey, I, I care about Ryan as a person, first and foremost, because then if I feel that, then it's easy for me to then listen to you. And that was the first initial eye-opener for me. And a, and a proof back, goes back to when Paul Campbell was the Jamaica national team coach at the time. You know, Jamaica produced Donovan Ricketts, Dwayne Kerr, Dwayne Miller, Ryan Thompson, Andre Blake. And up to this day, Jamaica is still feeding from that tree. And the big thing that he took was like, hey, I care. That social connection is a, is a key to anything else. Because we're all human beings and we're all different in our ways. And everybody responds to different stimuli in different ways. So um, he made certain that he understood us individually. And he pushed us. You know, the, work, the work part is always easy piece of it. You know, it's just that social connection, social connection. So you could have build that culture and have that buy-in. And that's where I initially got my, my, my first introduction to what my philosophy will eventually become today. You know, watching your training sessions, it's always interesting. Of course, not only do you uh, really get the kids to work, and they work really hard, and they find out just how, how what they can accomplish, but also you always seem to incorporate life lessons in there. You know, sports is such a big, important part of that where you learn to deal with success and failure, and you learn how to prepare, and you learn how to how to make long-term goals and, and, and try to improve every day. Uh, it's, uh, it, I was always impressed with that. You know, it's, it, uh, seemed like that's almost as important as any skill that you teach. Yeah. Again, it, it, it's big, you know, especially being a goalkeeper, you know, it's like you're a part of a team, but you're not, you know, and a big part of it is it's, it's lonely. So in order for you to, to, to really do your job effectively and efficiently, you, you got to make sure you have the approach of no matter what, I'm going to work hard. No matter what, I'm going to give my best. No matter what, you know, if I fail, I'm going to learn from it and keep moving forward. And when you look at it, 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 it mirrors life. That's what life is. You know, nobody walk out of the womb and become perfect. Everybody learns through failure and growth, growth from that, you know. So the approach is like constantly reminding my goalkeepers and my athletes that, hey, this is life. You ain't going to just quit on life and walk away because you made one mistake. Your mistake doesn't define you or you bounce back, you know. You have a saying back home in Jamaica, it's like the utter the battle, the sweeter the victory. And, and I always cling on to that hope that one day, one day, if you do the right things, you work hard and you learn from your mistakes, you will have that moment of joy where it's like so self-fulfilling when you, you finally get it right. I think that was one of the biggest things that I, I, I fell in love with in, in my youth, youthful age as well, you know, youthful stage as a goalkeeper, just falling in love with the process of, you know what, I don't know what tomorrow bring, but if I put my best foot forward, you know, one day, you know, I'll plant good seeds and good seeds will bear good fruits, and I'll one day sit and enjoy the fruit, you know? Well, you know, after your playing career ended uh, about two or three years ago, your, your full-time playing career, uh, you got into, uh, really deeper into coaching, uh, you, and uh, you opened up the RTG Academy for young people in Tampa, and then after you moved to Texas, opened it up there. You were the goalkeeper's coach at USF, and you became an assistant coach in the USL with the Austin Bolt, and then became their head coach, right, where you had uh, some, some really good success. Uh, but it, it's a little bit different coaching professional players, isn't it? You know what? Or is it the same? It's not that different. And here is why. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be appreciated. Everybody wants to be pushed. Everybody wants to, to get better. You know, and my approach did not change much. I just reflected on what I went through as a pro athlete 
and what I liked and what I didn't like, what worked for me and other people in the environment. And I tried my very best to apply that. It's the same methodology that we do, our philosophy we do with our goalkeepers at the youth level. Hey, I care about you, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest that you're not ready yet. And listen to my words carefully. You're not ready yet. We will work. I will do everything in my powers as a coach to prepare you, but you got to meet me halfway. Because honesty works both ways. You know, I'm honest, you're honest back with me. And that's the approach I took. I care, we're going to work hard, and I'm going to run through the wall. I'm never going to ask you to do something that I wouldn't do myself. You know, professional... No. No. I, I was going to say, Ryan, professional players always say that they, they want a coach who's going to be honest with them. I, it, is that true? A hundred percent. That's the best thing. You, you remember, you've conditioned your mind to... To, to, to be the best version of yourself every single day. And what's, what, what the last thing you want to hear is someone not being honest with you. I've gone through countless experiences where coaches beat around the bushes and they draw something out longer than what it should, and then it hurt me, you know, eventually. It hurt the environment. It hurt the coach's reputation. Just be honest. If someone is good enough, they're good enough. If they're not good enough, then you, your job as a coach is to make sure they get to a point where they can better themselves are better than team. You know, that's our job is to inspire, motivate, inspire, motivate, support. Inspire, motivate, and support. And that's something I take wholeheartedly. You know, and I live by it every single day. Whether I'm coaching goalkeepers, I'm coaching the pros. Well, Ryan, uh, you've been the coach of the Austin Bold, the head coach, but it appears that you don't have a team anymore. Uh, can you give us a little update on that? Yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, because I, I took over as head coach and I gotta say, it was one of my best experiences. Just leading, leading a team into games, leading you know, the, the performance environment, you know. And I get to put my 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 philosophy in play on a day-to-day basis. And how I would want an environment to be, and want the environment I want to be and create, create is is a is a healthy one, one that is uplifting, is competitive, and reflected in the training session that we we reflected in our team meetings, reflected in the games. And that was something that I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, the team won't be around next year. Reasons beyond our control, you know, with Aston FC, the, the, the MLS team here, they took away all the supporters and, you know, USL franchises don't, don't make enough money. You know, as a matter of fact, we are losing close to $3 million a year and it's hard to ask an ownership group or an owner to hey, just keep bleeding that amount of money. So what happened is other team owners came in and purchased our, our franchise and they're moving it to a different state yet, yet to be decided. A lot of people is assuming it's Fort Worth, but um, it's still not out of the bag yet. So again, it's, it's one of those things where you just got to play day by day. And again, hopefully the, when, the, when the team comes back around, you know, I would get an opportunity to be a coach again. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. That's what I hope. I'm certain that you will. In the meantime, uh, you'll be in Tampa next week for uh, an RTG camp. You want to tell us about yes. that and how uh, how yeah. in, how people can get their kids involved? Yeah. Um, it, again, Tampa, you know, is is, a, is home. You know, a lot of family there, a lot of friends there, and you know, again, we 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 that's where RTG started. And for me, it's it's always been a a joy to come back. I always wanted to come back. Ever since I left three years ago, to to do a camp, you know, and give back to the gener- future generation, and and this opportunity presents itself, and I'm excited about it. 
I get to see some old goalkeepers who I haven't seen in a longer while. Hopefully, Alex, hopefully, I get to see you there, whether you're know, helping to mentor or, you know, be a goalkeeper, whatever it is you want, the door is open. Um, for the rest of the goalkeepers out there who uh, want to sign up, you could go to www.rtgacademy.com. Uh, you could follow our social media, Instagram, TikTok, um, RTG Academy, our YouTube. I might have a cool insight. Our, our TikTok has grown to 322,000 followers and, and continue to grow, you know. So speak some volume of the work that we're putting out there, you know. But we're excited to be back in Tampa and to see some familiar faces and see some new ones to pass on some knowledge. That'll Hopefully be- inspire, inspire some goalkeepers to be the best version of themselves on and off the field. That'll be uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week, the 28th, 29th, and 30th, uh, each morning. Yeah. Uh, they start around 8 or 9, Ryan? It's, it, start, it's, it starts at 9, starts at 9, finishes at 12, three hours of high-intensity training, fun, fun, fun. First part of it, you know, introduce from the fun aspect, the technical aspect, and then we go more into the, the tactical and the, the, the mentorship piece of it, and then the last bit of it, we try to make it into game-related where the kids could just let the air down and have fun. You know? Goalie so, wars, yes. <laughs> Goalie wars, yes. Yeah, those yes. are amazing. Yes. And all ages yes. are available, Ryan, can yes. come, including from, from, uh, including from p- college age? <laughs> yes, nine, nine and up. <laughs> all Again, right. But for us, but if there's a seven-year-old or a six-year-old who wants <laughs> to be there, we ain't going to say no because, you know, who am I to tell someone that you don't belong? You know, again, we try to keep it... Um, as much as possible for open to everybody. Well, we're really looking forward to uh, having you back in Tampa next week. Hopefully, uh, we'll yep. get to see you. We should uh, we'll see if we can get Alex out there uh, to get some work in. Uh, uh, Alex continuing to play soccer in a city league in Tampa, having a good time yep. over there. And uh, uh, it's been wonderful talking to you, Ryan. And Merry Christmas to you and Janelle and your two beautiful yep. daughters. And uh, we're wishing yep. you all the best. Hope we'll see you next week. And really looking forward to it. But most of all, thank you for joining us tonight in the Ozone. God, it's good talking to you again. <laughs> anytime, Joe. Anytime. Again, thank you very much. You know, it's always love and respect no matter what and where, where we are, man. So, again, thank you. And, Alex, I'm so proud of you. You have no idea how proud I am for you. So keep up the good work. Keep inspiring. Keep kicking those down. I'm going to cry over here. Thank you. Thanks so much, Ryan. We really appreciate it. That's the great Ryan Thompson joining us in the Ozone. And it's just been wonderful to talk to him. And sure, sure, uh, early Christmas present, getting a chance to talk to Ryan Thompson again here in the Ozone. And we're looking forward to talking to you and giving somebody an early Christmas present of $30 to the Lakeland Ale House in the sports quiz when we come back in here in the Ozone. Coach Joe, Alex, and Dr. Michael Lean on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. This is Steve Tannen, former Florida Gator All-American and New York Jet. You are listening to Ryo and Coach Joe in the Ozone. Hey, are you feeling the Christmas excitement yet? Santa begins his journey in exactly seven hours, six minutes. 44 seconds. Woo! The Ozone with Ronnie O and Coach Joe returns on Talk Radio 96.7, brought to you by Going 406 and Allied Scrap Processors. So that means I got about six minutes to give away this money. <laughs> Actually, you got about four minutes to give it away. <laughs> All right, well, let's make it quick. The uh, time to give away $30 to the Lakeland Ale House at 5650 South Florida Avenue with 40 strategically located TVs. Hey, it's bowl season. And you want to watch those bowl games, that's a great place to go. They'll take good care of you with drinking meal specials every night. 
including whether it's Christmas, New Year's, or wherever. I don't know if they're open Christmas Day, to be honest. Sorry about that. You'll have to check with them, but uh, that's okay. If you win this $30, you can use it uh, after Christmas. You'll have up to 30 days to do it, and all you have to do is answer this very simple question. You know, I'm going to do one this day in history because uh, it's not quite this day in history, but uh, on December 25th, Christmas Day of 1946, this football, famous football running back was born. Uh, He was an MVP of the Super Bowl. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to name you four running backs who are MVPs of the Super Bowl, and only one of them was born on Christmas Day, and that person won his MVP while playing for the Miami Dolphins. So is it going to be the uh, A, the Super Bowl eight MVP, Larry Zonka, B, the Super Bowl seventeen MVP, John Riggins, C, the Super Bowl eighteen MVP, Marcus Allen, or D, the Super Bowl twenty five MVP, Otis O.J. Anderson. Which one of them won won it for the Dolphins? That person's birthday is Christmas Day. Thirty dollars to the Lakeland Ale House. Is it Larry Zonka, John Riggins, Marcus Allen, or O.J. Anderson? All very famous running backs, and uh, I think three of them are in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't think O.J. Anderson is, uh, but just name the one who played for the Dolphins when when he got the MVP of the Super Bowl. And you win $30 to the Lakeland Ale House. And we're going to be happy to give it away, right, Dr. Michaeline? Absolutely. One of our favorite places to go, isn't it? Yes, all those TV screens. You can't miss a minute of the action. If I wasn't here, I'd be over there. <laughs> Probably not, but no, I'm kidding. I would. Well, they're really good about uh, about setting you up and, and getting and getting the game you want on there, especially uh, you know, Ronnie and I were doing it a lot during college football season. I mentioned that uh, we were coaching uh, his son's flag football team. Those games tended to be on Saturday morning, so we'd finish them up and uh, you know get cleaned up, and then it was off to the alehouse for lunch and whatever games happened to be on. And usually there were five or six of them at the noon to three o'clock hour. And so you could have them all because you could set up so you had six TVs right within eyeline without having to move, without barely even having to look up from your plate of wings. And <laughs> and it was brought to you. And of course, they take such good care of you there at the Ale House. And they've always been a great friend of the show. And they're always happy to treat an ozone winner to that $30 gift certificate. But gosh, we'd love to give it away. I know we've got a lot of people listening to the Gators game. By the way, it's halftime now, so hopefully you've turned tuned over here to, to catch a little bit of our show. 10 to 9, the Gators are leading, so yay. But yay. <laughs> but it's a long way to go, and they, uh, it's going to be one of those, leading, one of those games where... It's going to see who's a little bit stronger in the second half. I wish to, I wish the Gators could pull away and stomp them, but it's that's not in the cards lately. So we're still hoping to give away thirty dollars to Lakeland Alehouse six eight two fourteen thirty six eight two fourteen thirty. Call and answer this really simple question: Which of those four running backs I mentioned won the MVP in the Super Bowl for the Dolphins? Was it Larry Zonka, John Riggins, Marcus Allen, or O.J. Otis, O.J. Anderson? And uh, we'll see if we can't give it away. Uh, Eric, is there anybody who's even wants to take a guess at it or uh, or not? Because we just have a few seconds left. This is going to be a buzzer beater, guys. Gene, Gene, you're you're good about this stuff. I think Merry Christmas to you. Happy Christmas and Merry New Year to you. Yeah. Well, Eric has already started to play the outgoing Christmas music, so you're going to have to be a buzzer beater. You're going to, the countdown clock is Larry on. Zonka. It's Larry Zonka. Gene wins, and she does it in, in, in just in a Woo-hoo. moment's notice. Congratulations, Gene. You hang on the line. Eric's going to uh, get your information. Merry Christmas, everybody. Alex, thank you. Michael, thank you. We'll see Merry you next Christmas, week in the everyone. Ozone. Talk Radio 96.7. WLKF.